Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So you are Northern Ireland's prem, premium, premier. <laughs> you can't use certain both, words in advertising. Both, <laughs> uh, relationship coach. I am. And you work with couples from all different backgrounds to make their relationships better. Yep. And what I love about what you do is it's so countercultural to the Northern Irish mentality. And that's, that's what, what the show for. is all about. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like something goes wrong with your car, you go to the mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to lose some weight, you go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like we intuitively go to other people for help mm-hmm. for lots of areas of our lives. But if you would suggest mm-hmm. to Bobby on my street, <laughs> have you guys ever thought about going to a relationship coach? Yeah. He would look at you as if you've got four heads. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. So we don't have any shame and guilt around other things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so say your little child of two and a half was having trouble uh, potty training. Mm-hmm. Or say they were not speaking yet, or say they were having problems teething. You would go to a friend, you would go to your doctor, you would go to the nurse, you would go to a pediatrician, you would seek advice, you'd read books. No shame or guilt, nothing. Um, you are a little bit overweight and you want to go and get a PT, or you just want to get fitter, it's January, all that sort of stuff. No shame and guilt. But there's something in us that says if you reach out for help with your relationship, have you heard about them? Have you heard about them? Have you heard what's happened to them? They're for divorce. They're for divorce. And I want that to end. That has to end. It will end on my watch. Love that. It will end on my watch. Good mission. Okay. It will end. And it is ending because I have people come to me now who say, we're getting married in June and we just want to come for a couple of sessions before we start. I nearly cry on the call. I'm like, be a professional. Rise up. I will make this a normal thing. I will make it a normal thing in this wee country that it is normal to say, I want it to be weird that someone says, oh, we're going to move in together. And people go, well, have you not been for a bit of coaching yet? Mm. I want that to be the norm. And that's so my mission. So interesting. And it's that preemptive nature of it as well, mm-hmm. where it's not just like, let's just wait until it's all falling apart. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it's all, and it's, <laughs> sometimes it's too late by the time the wheels fall off. Come sure. whenever, maybe just... Maybe your sex life isn't just what it used to be. Maybe you're arguing about the same thing over and over again. Maybe you just um, are feeling that disconnect. Come then, come just when you notice that we change. Mm-hmm. Just come then and get the tips and tools. So why do you think there's taboo around it? Because it's just when you were talking there, I was like, huh, it's interesting because people also, though it is changing quite dramatically, would have a bit of a hang up about getting help with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely changing. I think that's definitely changing. And we're really pushing for that to change with guys, really, 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 because women talk to other women. Guys find that harder. Guys need to talk to guys side by side. So guys need to play golf, play football. Guys, it's quite intimidating talking face to face. So they want to be doing activities. Um, guys also, when they become fathers, sometimes drop all those activities because they think they're being a good dad. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to five a side. They're not going to that. But the guys really need that. You really need to keep those activities going yeah. because it's where they really, do they make those connections and they, they are vulnerable enough to talk. And we're really doing, we're really, I think we're hitting great strides with the mental health stuff. My son is 15 and in school and everything. It's just so much more than it even was five years ago when my big girls were at school. I think we're we're on we're on that. Um, but the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. Men who are in healthy, great relationships live 15 years longer than men who are not. It's ridiculous. M- women who are in healthy, good relationships live nine years longer. I mean, come on. 
The quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. If you have an argument, Matthew, with somebody out here, you're not going to have a great day. Mm. You know, you have a disagreement with your wife about the snow coming in here this morning. You're not going to have, it's going to be on your mind. You know, you think you put it away, but it's going to be on your mind. You fall out with somebody over WhatsApp. You know, it's going to be on your mind. The quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. And the problem is we have no idea how to do romantic relationships yeah. in this country. It's we so do true. not educate ourselves and it is absolutely insane. Before we started this, you had a extensive check to make sure everything was going well. When did we last do that in our relationships? <laughs> Preach. You're I'm just, just going to leave that all hanging there. You can take any of those as a sound bite. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Before we, I mean, there's there's a lot there to unpack. I actually just would love to, to zoom in a wee bit on the men communicating with each other side by yeah. side. Because I only heard about this two years ago uh-huh. and it changes the way I have important conversations with men in my life, including Daniel over here. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Daniel, like, do you even want to share? You don't need to go into details, but... Uh, <laughs> what our kind of method is, or, or you, you could share as much or, or as much or as little as you want. So, uh, so conversations we've had. Yeah. So uh, typically what I would uh, do with Matt is even just simply going for walks, mm-hmm. sending some texts, or even sitting in a sauna, mm-hmm. just something <laughs> as that. Mm-hmm. I find it really important to be able to talk to mm-hmm. another man, because especially Matthew, he probably understands a lot more than that. <laughs> he understands a lot about what I've been through in my own life. Mm-hmm. And I find it really easy to talk to him. But about side, by side, side by side. Side by side, yeah. yeah. I'm more, like, personally myself as well. Don't know if it's the same for other guys and all that. Uh, but I love the fact that I can talk. I don't really like talking about personal matters on phone or through yeah. text. I think mm-hmm. it's like really dry of sorts, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if it's something really personal. Sometimes for men even, it's um, they can talk about their feelings via watching a movie and saying, oh, that reminds me of my childhood. Mm. Or that character's very like my dad. Um, or, oh, there's bits of that character that really remind me of my mum. And then some, if you're with a woman, a woman's <laughs> need is to go, oh, really? Tell me more about that. Why do you think that? But sometimes it's okay just to take in the information and go, wow, babe, wow. Mm. Wow, that's, that's, that's a lot. You know, just sitting, hearing it. You know, sometimes this woman... We want to be like drag it on, like oh, we've got a little, we've got, we've got a little niche here, right? We're, we're in, we're in, we're in. Calling the truth. Yes. There's a crack. Quick, yes, get quick. in there, get in there. Get in. <laughs> Sometimes not the healthiest. Sometimes not the healthiest. You know, you can say things like, um, "Do you fancy talking more about that?" No, <laughs> is an okay answer. Um, um, no, we're watching Goodwill Hunting. No, can you ex- please wait? <laughs> exactly. We're clearly watching a movie. No, um, you know all those sorts of things. All those sorts of things. Um, so men. If you identify as a male or you feel that you're in your masculine energy, you need a man cave. You need to do activities with other men side by side and you need to do activities by yourself with absolutely no outcome. Mm. If you identify as a woman or you're in your feminine, we cannot understand this third one. We never do anything without an outcome. Uh, my husband laps the lock, uh, so he does like a good 100 miles around the lock once a year. So he trains for that and he could be going out to do 40 miles. And I, I want to, So what did you listen to? What did you think about? Do you think about the new kitchen? What about the flooring? What about, are we going to updo the bedroom? What did you like those doors? He's like, seriously? I was like, what did you think about? Yeah, yeah. And the recording of Inside His Mind the whole time was this. Da, 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 uh-huh. da, da, da. No, I was this. No, no, here's his, here's his answer. Here's his answer. I thought the lock looked lovely. 
<laughs> or what's this new one on TikTok at the minute about your Roman Empire? What's that all thing about? Uh, how yeah, made, yeah, yeah. How ask many... your man how often do you think about the, the Roman, Roman Empire? Empire? Yeah, I yeah, asked yeah. my man. He didn't know about that. <laughs> he was like, no, that's not my thing. The lock is my thing. So I literally come home and he go, the lock looked lovely. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> now, maybe later on that day, I might get, oh, do you know what popped into my head earlier? I'm like, okay, we've got something here. We've yeah, got yeah, something, yeah. you know? But that's the key. It's the... It's the, like opening a bottle of wine and letting it breathe. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. find, you know, if 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 I need to have a very serious conversation with one of my mates or a mentor moment with Daniel or someone else on the team, go for a long drive and mm-hmm. you just let it sit mm-hmm. and you just don't even speak. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, about 17.5 minutes in, <laughs> it all just starts coming out. Well, there's a couple of things we can do. Um, with our partner, we can go for a walk, okay, and don't speak for 10 minutes. Mm. All right. Some women, some men find this really tricky too. Now, the when you're not speaking for the first 10 minutes, you get to lead the walk, Matthew. Okay? You get to lead the walk. So not only am I not speaking, I'm being led now. Very out of the comfort zone. But where do we know all the good stuff happens? Outside, outside the comfort zone. Okay? So we're very outside our comfort zone. Okay? Then we switch and the person, one person, the person who has been leading then speaks for three minutes. And the other person doesn't speak. Okay. So then the other person say, that's me. Now I lead the walk for 10 minutes. Both of us don't speak. Mm. And then I speak for three minutes. I love that. It's great. Another one is Thanos. It's another brilliant one to use. And what's the, so unpack that first one. Oh. Why would someone bother to do that 30 minute exercise? Because you love your person. And what, what can and we it expect? it brings you depth and connection and change the only time that we don't speak to each other is when we're huffing with each other or giving each other the cold shoulder. So when we're silent in a good space, mm-hmm. it's very refreshing and lovely and there's contentment with it, isn't there? Mm-hmm. But there's mystery. Yeah, there is. What are they thinking about? Mm-hmm. What am I thinking about? Mm-hmm. What are they going to say? Mm-hmm. What am I going to say? It's like eye gazing. Eye gazing is one of the hardest things to do. But you're with your partner years and years and years, but you can't look into their eyes. You and me are having great eye contact today. Mm-hmm. Some partners don't have this eye contact for years. It's true. You know, eye gazing is very, very difficult and you can't do end but giggle for the first 30 seconds and then you get through it, you know. So if you could do three minutes of eye gazing once a couple of weeks, you mm-hmm. know, amazing. The, 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 you know, your eyes are the key to the soul, you know. So you were about to tell us about something that sounds Thanos. like not necessarily Thanos. Okay, Thanos is not a Marvel body. <laughs> I'm preaching to my audience here. Um, it's so it's F A N O S. Okay, so it's a little like check-in date night situation. Oh, love that. Again, you can do it while you're packing the dishwasher, while you're out for a walk, or if you and your partner are in the place where you can sit and have a bottle of wine or a cup of tea together. IDI, brilliant. So F is for how are you feeling? Again, if you're the person in the partner in the partnership who is like, how are you feeling? I did and poke and poke and poke. It's just about. How you're feeling. That's it. How you feeling? So I'm feeling grand. I'm feeling a bit mad from today. I'm feeling that snow. I'm feeling just, we're not talking, we're not getting into just feeling, okay? Mm -hmm. Our person might take the opportunity to say, I'm feeling a bit low this week, you know, and that's okay. I'm feeling a bit, we're getting a new kitchen, Matthew. So when my husband and I did this last week, he was like, I feel that my plate is so full. I'm like, brilliant, brilliant. So what does that say to me? His plate's full. I need to know that. Where maybe I might just think he's being a bit, 
off or a bit. His face full, so I know. Gives okay? you a context. Gives me, yeah. So we're now going to work on. Um, a is affirmation. So you might say to your person, I loved um, that shirt you wore the other day. I love that you brought me flowers. Your person might say to you, I love that you got the kids the other day. That really helped me out. Affirmation, okay? N is needs. So what are our needs in this coming week? What do we need? What do we need today? What do we need? Okay, so look, I need for you to hear me when I say I'm stressed. I need for you to hear me. I'm not in love with the word you, but we'll we'll use it in this context. I need this week for the kids to get picked up on Tuesday because I'm at that meeting. Um, I need to know you appreciate me, whatever Mm. your needs are. That can go, you can keep that as high or you can go as low in that as you like. Mm Oh, it's for ownership. So I was a bit annoyed the other day, but I was actually hangry. Um, ownership was, I know I was really late the other day. That was so my fault. Mm. Ownership, okay? Both people taking ownership, not, yes, you do need to own that, Matthew. Both people taking ownership. Because let's face it, in a week of a relationship, there's going to be something that you need to take ownership for. Sure. I have to take ownership for the fact that I seem to refuse to put that parking app on my phone. So I had to ring my husband again this morning. He's like... <laughs> Sweetheart, what is with you in this? I'm like, I know I have to get the app. I just seem to have some sort of mental block about it. I'm taking ownership for it. I tell okay? you what, it's a real value add at the end of this. We can download the app on your phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, sort you out. Okay, that's what it is. And then successes. So what have our successes been this week? What have our successes been this month? What have our successes been? The, what are successes? So you want to end on a high. Mm. Okay. Great, great, great tool. Great tool. Other things I have on my Instagram page are things like, you know, has there been times this week where you've chosen that I've upset you and you've chosen not to speak about it? Have there been times this week where we haven't met each other's needs? Have there been times this week that we build up? So it's all on there. It's all mm. on there. Awesome. Ownership is something that we find really, really helpful for us mm-hmm. as a team. So we're a small mm-hmm. team. We do a wee morning meeting every yeah. day, kind of mm-hmm. almost as a check-in. Mm-hmm. And uh, ownership is one of the things that we always, always practice. And I've just found it has... Totally, totally transform the way we communicate with each other. We well, deal with things in the moment rather than letting it build up. Cetera, ownership, ownership is in the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Okay, ownership and vulnerability—they're in the same category. Okay, and all great relationships start with vulnerability. If you cannot be vulnerable with your person, if you can't feel safe to be vulnerable with your team, with your person, that's not great. We mm-hmm. have to be able to be vulnerable. We have to be able to say all our words in a nice, kind, respectful way mm-hmm. to the people in our lives. Yeah. Yes, oh, sir. There's no vulnerability. Well, there's no vulnerability. And all the great teachers talk about vulnerability. Bernie Brown, Esther Perel, all the experts talk about vulnerability is where it all happens, you know? Amazing. Just going to jump in here as well. Something else that I really like about the workplace here is the fact that it is the fact that we can take ownership over our things and we aren't going to get judged mm-hmm. for stuff like that. That's something else that I really appreciate about that because... I can be completely honest with Matthew. Like earlier on today, I can say, yes, sorry, Matthew, I haven't spent a lot of time on this one project here. Yeah. I know I, I know, I need to get this done sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sending me a name for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wheel on there. Wheel exciting um, fire alarm there. Oh, we have. Spice yep. things up. I love yep. it. Um, but still, it's the fact that I can be completely honest with Matt if I make a mistake and all that. Mm-hmm. And he'll just, he'll think of ways that I, I can think of ways I can improve upon that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get like 
completely chowed down for it, exactly. basically completely ruined or feel completely awful. I feel like I can do a lot more. Yeah. I can improve a lot more myself. And our, and our parents have a lot to... Our parents have a lot to answer for when it comes to that sort of thing. Now, our parents, we're all doing the best we can. I've done, I'm doing the best I can with my children, but I know that I'll definitely be probably paying for therapy at some stage, or I'd like to hope so. You just included in the ISA fund, really, don't you? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, when we come to our parents as children, teenagers, and we take responsibility for something, or our parents say, why were you late? You say, oh, well, my friend, this happened. Well, you're grounded anyway. Right. So then, we've, so with this, with, with this, we've built up this fear, you know, and that's the way we were raised. I hope the parents, the parenting is your parenting style is different than even mine was. You know, my children are twenty two and twenty one, and I think my my age group was sort of that first sort of generation of going. Oh right, we're not oh, smacking yeah, our children. Maybe we shouldn't smack our kids. What about I don't we don't, know, what about we don't beat our children? What about what is that? Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that that was literally a new thing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was literally a and new thing in my day. And you were cultural for doing that. Uh-huh. People were like, "Oh, I don't know if she really loves her kids." Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was a new thing in my day. Like, oh right, okay. And then there was this gap of right, okay, if we're, if we're not using punishment, corporal punishment. <laughs> what are we doing? And there was sort of a gap. Now sometimes I wonder if I've gone maybe too far there, but that's just my personal opinion. But anyway, but it's that. Like I would just say, when my kids were teenagers, I would say, tell us everything. We will figure it out. I might say, oh, for goodness sake. You know, but after that, we will figure it out. Tell yeah. me, just tell me, just tell me, or tell me if your friend has, just tell me. It might be a, oh, right, okay, I need to sort this out situation, but like, you know, I hope that we have in our house cultivated that nature of, you can come to us, you can be vulnerable. You're going to screw up. Sure. We're going to screw up, you know, and we need to come and be able to be vulnerable with our person. And it's hard. It's tricky. One of our little family quotes is, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We had a guy in and he said that. He says, if there's one phrase I could inject in the brain of Northern Ireland, he said, it'd be, we will figure it and out. And look at us. Well, and well, it, well. it's really helpful to have that attitude. You yeah, I read hold book, it quite loosely. I read a book a year ago and it said, everything is figure outable. Mm. Um, and um, that's what we sort of, I'm like, it's figure outable. It's figure out. Well, we will know somebody. I will, but it's Northern Ireland. We will get this figured out. And one of my one of my daughters came down one night before she was going for her university interview with something that wasn't signed from school at midnight. And we were flying at six o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I, this is not figure outable. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> Mummy can't even figure this out. This is not figure outable. And she was like, oh, we don't say it's not figure outable because, like, then we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. give me a minute. Give me a minute. And I was like, oh, I know them and they know them and they, oh, and they teach in the school. Right, hold on. So I'm, so my husband is now running around Antrim with a bottle of wine at midnight trying to get, <laughs> trying to get such and such. But we got it. We got it signed. We got it. Oh my God, we're on the plane for six o'clock in the morning. Figure outable. Figure outable. But you got to work together and you got to be vulnerable. And she's got to bring that bit of paper and go, I didn't do this. and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. So, what is it in your own story, your own career, your own psyche that led you into this work? Hmm. So my husband and I have another business together. Mm. So I was HR there and he is the businessman of the situation. I was HR, worked for me perfectly because I just worked when the kids were at school, went over, did my HR. He was the boss of the situation. We worked together, but, um, and then we had a huge big shift that had to happen in that business. Um, it was just one of these things that happened in business. It was just a bit of a pivot. It was just a bit of a change. And it just became all consuming to both of us. 
So he was worrying about it and working on it and worrying about it and working on it. I was working on it and trying to do the house and the kids and da 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 da. And we just started arguing about the same thing over and over again. And then the kids started saying, are you two still talking about that? And it just started to become all-consuming. He was getting grayer and grayer. I was getting more and more bad-tempered. And I had been to therapy a few years before this when my mummy had passed away and I found it so beneficial. It was my first real experience of therapy. I found it so beneficial. So one day in the height of frustration, I was like, that's it. We're going to see somebody. And his face, Matthew, his face. And he was like, right, okay, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I remember the day we went in and he sat down and he goes, now let me just be clear here. And I was like, oh dear God, right, here we go. We love each other very much. We are just a bit stuck here and we just want to get back to what we were. We love each other. I think he just didn't want them talking to us about, I don't know what he want. I don't know what his outcome was. But she was like, great. You just don't, how long have you been together? I was like, we are together now. At that stage, we had been together 24 years. Unreal. Since we've been 18. So she just talked to me about, talked to us both about love languages, about attachment styles and about healthy conflict. I had a really unhealthy conflict style. My, 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 my healthy, my healthy conflict, my unhealthy conflict was what we call it huffing in this country. But if you're listening across the world, it's called the cold shoulder, the silent treatment. Um, so I was the queen of the silent treatment. I would say all my words. I would then go off to the silent treatment. And she turned to him and she said, how does it feel when she does that? And mm. he said, I can't reach her. Now, Matthew, you would think that that would have made me very upset and very tearful. But my chosen reaction was to give them both the silent treatment for the rest of the session. It's very meta. I like that a lot. So as you can tell, it was a real programming situation for me. (laughs) My husband was very happy because he got to say so much the rest of the session. And she was literally like, are you giving me the cold shoulder right now? Unreal. And I was like... Yes. You bet I am, sister. You bet I am. And do you not know that I'm 13 right now and you've insulted me greatly? Mm. So I just took all my childhood woundedness and spat it at her. Um, she then sort of wee bit laughed at me, which I don't think was very professional. No, I'm joking. She sort of wee bit <laughs> laughed and, she was, and I literally was like, if I'm not allowed to do this, which I've now been doing, I was 45 then. If I'm not allowed to do that, you have to give me something else. Right now, like I'm not leaving this room without this tool. I felt naked. I was like, mm-hmm. if I'm not going to use this, what am I going to do? She's like, well, you have to come back and we'll figure that out. And I was like, oh, my days. But she basically just said to me, she said, that's an unhealthy program that you've learned from childhood. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I saw my mummy doing it. I was in that family where, you know, your mummy would say, tell your daddy to pass the salt, you know, or oh. ask your daddy if we're going on holiday. Oh, the trauma creeping uh-huh. through my bones. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> very, if anybody's listening to this, this is a very normal thing in Belfast. <laughs> very normal. Um, so that was just, that was their thing. That was the thing. And that's what I was heading down the road to do as well. So we went back and she told us about healthy conflict. And she just basically said, we could spend six months talking and pulling this pieces, or you can just decide I'm not doing that anymore. And that's what coaching is. Coaching is saying, coaching is therapy. Coaching is saying, there's a programming. There's a situation that's happening. It's lack of vulnerability. It's shutting down. We think we're protecting ourselves, whatever it is. I'm just not going to do that anymore. Hmm. 
So, of course, the universe sent me a test within about two days. And I had a situation where I felt every need to huff um, and give, give my husband the silent treatment. And I said, I'm feeling like giving you the silent treatment right, right now. But what I'm going to do is ask for a hug. And I walked across the floor. And it was probably about from here to you, Matthew. And I thought my skin was going to fall off. It didn't. Um, and he gave me a hug. And that's our thing now. So I'm like, if I feel like this, because it breaks down and it soothes your nervous system. So, of course, when she told me that, then I have that sort of mind that I went off to research it. And as things happen, as we know, then through work, the opportunity came for me to do a life coaching course, diploma in life coaching. So I did that. And then I personally just continued with my own healing journey. I know it sounds a bit, but my I could see that was a huge wound. 100%. I could just see that was a huge wound. And I just continued then from then on with my healing journey and just reading and educating myself and just finding finding this field that I never knew existed. And then once I discovered it, I was like, okay, other places in the world are doing this like normal. Mm-hmm. You can do a degree I think in Sweden on loving relationships. I mean, what are we doing here? Let's get our <laughs> finger at our backside and get on with us, you know? We need, we need to develop. We need to grow. We need to nurture. And the thing is, we learn the most about ourselves in relationship. Mm-hmm. That's where we learn the most about ourselves. But we just think we get married, we move in, we have kids, and then like, oh, right, that's us. Now we're going to coast. No, we have to be growing. We have to be developing. Mm. Really interesting what you said about the difference between coaching and therapy. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, and I'm a big proponent of therapy as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I shared with you off mic, but like I'm a suicide survivor, like mm-hmm. walk through a long road with mental health, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So therapy has been a really useful tool mm-hmm. for me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Lots of different, lots of different ways, lots of different seasons. But there, there can be a sense where, you know, I think particularly with the Northern Irish mindset where it's like, well, what good is it going to be to go in and just pull all that stuff out? Mm-hmm. And, well, now it's all out there. It's just going to be lying all over the table. Mm-hmm. Now what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is, there's merit to that. And mm-hmm. It's good to mm-hmm. unwind those tight, mm-hmm. tight knots mm-hmm. in our lives. But talk to me a bit more about, um, I guess, the actionability of coaching versus therapy. So when, people come, when couples come to coaching, I want them to feel better when they come off. I was going to say leave, but we're on a screen. So when, everything I do is online. So when they come off, they should feel better. Okay, they've come to me. They're clearly wanting tips and tools. Sometimes people come to me and it's they're not in a good way. And once I get you to a better place, mm. then I can poke into the wounds a bit more. Right. Or I might even say, "Look, therapy would be great to you. Here's who I'd recommend." Mm-hmm. Lots of guys love coaching. Sure, guys of love coaching because it's very. Oh, we can fix this. Give me homework. Let's fix it. Give me a tool. Homework done. Give me a tool. Using it. Done. Five times a See, week. See, when done. I tell guys that I that I have to kiss their person every day for six seconds, they're like, oh, right. right how do I do this? How do, well, I'm like, okay. So you send a reminder to kiss Jackie. <laughs> exactly. Or sometimes, and I would quite quite often say, after I have a couple, se- couple of couple sessions, I'd be say to the guy, would you think about coming to me for a one-to-one? And she's, I can see her nudging going, say yes, say yes, say yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you think that'd be useful, Lisa, I'm like, I think that'd be very, very useful. And they're, if they're with a woman, their partner is, you know, nodding in the background going, yes, 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 yes. Uh, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. And sure. then I have tons of guys then who come to me individually and I'm like, right, let's just put the couples one on the on, on the shelf for a second and let's just work on you. <sighs> guys, lack of knowing that they are enough. Mm. Oh, it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. 
you know, you are enough. You mm. talk about goodwill hunting. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, you are enough exactly the way you came here. That little spark that you had when you arrived, it's enough. Yes, we want to grow and develop and not be a stonewaller like myself. And we want to break down those um, programmings and things we've picked up. But you came here enough. You are enough. And you deserve to love and accept yourself. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, what are we? We're the best version for everybody else in our life. You're the best dad, you're the best mum, you're the best sister, you're the best lover, you're the best partner, you're the best husband. When you love and accept yourself, and we didn't have that at the start of our journey. Mm-hmm. Our therapist said to us, how do you two fill your own cup? And we looked at each other and went, bottle of wine? <laughs> what is this about now? What is this madness she speaks? Filling our own cups. We thought our job was to fill each other's cup. Interesting. And my husband said, she she said something, she's like, she tried to like make it simpler for us because we both clearly had the blank face, <laughs> which now I see on the screen, it makes me laugh. Um, and I, we both just looked at each other and looked at and she goes, like, you know, on an airplane, when they say your oxygen mask, put yours on first before. And my husband said, I don't know where mine lives. Holy smokes. <sighs> Therefore, we have a problem, people. So we're depending on each other to fill the relationship cup Mm. when our cup is empty. And we were taught codependency. We were taught we were a half. We needed to find another to make us a whole. But that's just two people who have all their stuff. And now you're trying to make a proper, it's just like me thinking about it. Think of relationships more like a, so the Venn diagram, you know, the two circles that mm-hmm. then cross over. Mm-hmm. So you are two whole people looking at your own stuff, mm-hmm. looking at your own stuff, and then you choose to build a relationship with someone. But when our cups are full, then it's so much easier to build a relationship. Right. So uh, the picture I have in my head is if you fill up your cups enough mm-hmm. and then it overflows mm-hmm. and then it spills over into the relationship mm-hmm. cup rather mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the opposite of that. But we were brought up very religious very, you know, you are nothing until you're saved, all this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you're born a sinner, yep. you're not enough, you'll mm-hmm. never match up, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, we all fall mm-hmm. short, et cetera, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. Yep. So that was our reprogramming that we had to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just drill down into that, you are enough, yeah. you're enough just as you are. And then we can go on the growth development journey. Yeah. So, I mean, you use, you use the big word codependency, oh. which I think is an Irish epidemic mm-hmm. and it's only been marrying my wonderful German mm-hmm. wife mm-hmm. and having an access to another culture mm-hmm. where I'm not going to say it doesn't happen in Germany mm-hmm. but if I pull numbers just out of thin air it feels like 80% of people in Northern Ireland operate with some sort of a codependency mentality mm-hmm. and in somewhere like Germany it's like a 20% to wow. the point where some of my first you know communication and interactions with Jackie's family, I was like, you guys talk to each other this mm. way. You know, they'll be like, uh, you know, oh, what do you think of the potatoes? So I, nah, a little bit cold. Mm. And you're like, what? Mm. Like, if, you're if allowed I, to say that? They're allowed to say that? Or, you know, or they're, they're so comfortable in themselves mm-hmm. that they can they can give and helpful isn't that feedback. that fascinating? And because I do blame a lot of movies and songs. Even sometimes I'm listening to songs on the radio now and I'm like, okay, mm. seriously, you're just preaching codependency here? Um, 
Can you just define really? Because I think yeah. I think it's, this is can, this could be a big very, unlock for some people. What is codependency? Big, very, obviously, you can just Google all these things after this. But codependency says if my partner's happy, I'm happy. Right. So if your partner comes home from work in a stinking mood, now you're in a stinking mood. Yeah. If my partner is less than, then I'm less than. If my partner is this, I'm. It's that our mood and our. <laughs> enoughness yeah, yeah. Um, is affected by theirs. And you I know? think a lot of people are not to really get it in their heads is like if mommy's in a bad mood, mm-hmm. the whole family's in a mm-hmm. bad mood. Yep. If daddy's angry, we're all angry. Exactly. We're all if daddy doesn't there. like this person, this person is the enemy. So a great tool for teaching anti-codependency. Is that a real word? It is now. Just make it up. Sure, sure. It's like enoughness. It's anti-codependency sounds anti-codependency. like a terrible member of your family. Does it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, okay, so um, a great tool for that is your person, right, first of all, your relationship should bring you happiness. Your uh-huh. relationship is one of the biggest, not just your relationship, your work, everything should bring you happiness and contentment and all that there. But it shouldn't be the be all and end all. Okay. So your person comes home from work and it's the third day in a row they've come home not in great form. Okay. And you've tried the whole, are you okay? What's wrong? Is everything all right? Da-da-da-da. Okay. It's not working. So try this one. Babe, um, can you give me your number for today? So 10 is the best you've ever felt in your life. One is the worst you've ever felt in your life, okay? But you've established these rules before. So your person comes in with a solid four. All right. Can you give me a word to describe how you're feeling today? Blah. Brilliant. You don't say brilliant. You just acknowledge that in your head. (laughs) And you say this to your person. I'm here for you if you need me. Mm. You want to watch a movie later? You want to watch Walk the Dog later? I'm here for you. Or And that's it. That is it. That's anti-codependency. Mm-hmm. You've told your person you're here for them. They want to put the kettle on. They want to sit down. You are here for them. You love them. You're here for them. But it's not your job to fix their mood. Say it again louder. It's not your job to fix your person's <laughs> mood. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. Uh, during one of the lockdowns, uh, so I did this madness during lockdown, Matthew, where I went on Instagram every single day for 57 days or something. And that's where this whole thing went a bit mental in a really good way. But um, somewhere in it, there was a bit of a lull and I was like, oh, I think I'm, I feel like, I feel, I'm feeling like I'm going, and I'm obviously a very verbal person, so I could identify that I'm, I'm, I'm just not. And my husband was like, no, not, no, absolutely not. What do you need to do to not go down, Lisa? And I was like, um, I don't know. Because do, like that can't happen, Lisa. You, 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 you can't, no, no, no. The rest of us are depending on you. And I was like, so we're into codependency now. <laughs> we're into codependency. Like, I know, but just let me have it for a second. And I was like, okay, okay. Right. One way we'll fix ourselves, I will fix, you know. But it is, it's that inside job. It's that inside mm-hmm. job. It's that inside job. But we are not, we cannot, we cannot fix other people. Mm-hmm. People come to me all the time. If they would just, I'm like, what about we look at our own side of the street? What about we look? When I stopped giving my husband the silent treatment, things changed. Mm-hmm. Then he was able to say, oh, right, okay, well, if she's changed that, then I could change this. It's physics. It's, you know, the laws, the law, you change something, everything has to change. 100%. My big daughter studies medicine. She doesn't allow me to talk about science. Mommy, like, please don't talk about science. Please don't talk about science. Mommy, if you talk about that <laughs> physics law one more time. <laughs> no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to block you yeah, on Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Well, so, you know, you, Northern is obviously very important to you. Yes. You've, you've clients all over the world. Yes. And you do a lot of work locally. Yes. I, I'd like to think that you've, you've thought about Northern Ireland a lot. You work with a lot of Northern Irish people. 
where does that codependency come and that's from? That's what you were saying about there. And sorry, I went off, totally off piece there. Um, because you see, I blame it on the movies and songs and Interesting. media. But they have the same movies and songs in media in Germany. Yeah. So why? But there's something like you know all that like Irish mommy complex. There's is something it, about this is, island that's is it, very just. Is it wrapped eat. up in the people pleasing? Yes, it is. Because this is an island of the, the, people, the disease to please. 100%. So pull that thread. Where does the people pleasing come from? Everyone else is happy, you're happy. Right. If everybody else is content, you're happy. If everybody else is served first, you're happy. You're a good mum. Mm. Everybody else gets their dinner first. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. That people, that people pleasing. It is. It's the, And if our partner is happy, then maybe that is then we're happy. If our partner's happy, we're happy. Right. You have to get a psychotherapist on for that one. Yeah, I mean, there's a Matthew McConaughey thing I, I read, I assume, years ago, mm-hmm. called uh, Egotistical Utilitarianism. Okay. And his whole thing was actually some of, sometimes the most selfless thing you can do is to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you look after your own mm-hmm. needs, as you mm-hmm. would put it, mm-hmm. it actually puts you in a way stronger position to be there for other people. When I started on my, so went to a bit of therapy and then I found a coach um, and I did a lot of recce and stuff with her. And um, at that stage, I wasn't, I was only working when the kids were in school. So, and my own um, self-worth was probably not the greatest. It was all about the kids being happy. So Can I just say, sorry, yes. I just want to quickly, before I, I forget, I think that self-worth piece, this uh-huh. is my wife's theory on uh-huh. Northern Ireland. She thinks especially women in uh-huh. Ireland have a uh-huh. very low self-worth. Yeah. And so they think it's appropriate that they prioritize other people's yeah. worth in themselves. Just wanted to put that Yeah, there. yeah. And I was doing a podcast with somebody one time and he suggested to me, I don't know, this is not my field. He suggested to me that the Irish have always been conquered, mm, have never been conquerors. Interesting. Now he's going to always run with that as much as you want. But it's that, it's, that, it's just that we're a bit less than over here or something. Mm. I don't know. So my self-worth was not probably brilliant. And um, I started my journey with my coach and I would go to Tesco's or Asda, other grocery stores are available. Um, and every week I would hold £10 back in my purse uh-huh. from, you know, when I got the change from the groceries. Do you remember this is like... 12 years ago. Back when know, everyone used back whenever we cash, had cash and money and things like um, that. So, I'd yeah. hold, so I would do that for six weeks and I would get £60 and I would go to my coach. Love it. So about four weeks in, my teenagers would say, <clears throat> maybe time again, mummy? <laughs> you need your top up, mum. <laughs> Is it possibly time? <laughs> They're like donating their pocket money. Mum, here's three quid. Please, <laughs> mum. Please. Please, please don't see her again. Uh, as I was clenching the steering wheel driving to school, you know, and then I would see her and we'd talk all the things and we'd do a bit of healing and I'd pick them up and they'd be like, did you see her today? I'm like, yes, I did. They're like, <sighs> amazing. I was the best mum when I was looking after me. Mm. And let's hope there's no narcissist listening to this. We never have to worry that we're going to be narcissists. Don't panic. Only 2% of the population are narcissists. And they've already got that in the bag. Yeah, they, they've got you that locked on. They, they have that on the lock. Yeah. Okay. And more so, they're running a lot of stuff. And until us little baby light workers start to love and accept ourselves and actually know our greatness, the narcissists are having their day. Sure. We need to know our greatness and start shining our light of knowing our enoughness and how great we are in a beautiful, shiny, loving way. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know a wee bit of quick fire? Sure. Let's do a couple of issues, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, 
I'm going to pretend that these were submitted and that we were really organized and we've listened Love to it. questions. Okay. So uh, Bobby and Balamina asks, I'm just about to move in with my partner mm-hmm. and it's the first time I've lived with someone. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for me? The two hardest things to talk about, the data tells us, are sex and finances. So get used to talking about sex and finances. Also buy my online course and complete it. There's a discount code if you DM me. Perfect. Uh, I like the fact that you have an online course because for the very shy people out there, they can do try before the buy. I had to build it in Northern Ireland. They're not coming. There are lots of people who are coming. But I get a little bit of word of mouth now. I get a little Mm -hmm. bit of... People will be like, oh... Our friends came to see you get a little bit of word of mouth now, but it's, it's like it's like referring a witch doctor. It's like, yes. here, don't tell anybody, but uh, there's this, the, yeah, there's this woman, and she kind of helped, maybe helped us, and maybe our relationship a wee or, bit. Do you watch her on Instagram? Just start watching her on Instagram. Just start watching her on Instagram, <laughs> or if you listen to that podcast, did she send your partner that podcast? It's like a, it's like a, which kind of makes me happy. It's like, you know, or I see people nudging each other, and I'm Belfast. I see people nudging each other, you know, and they're like, there she is. That's her. I'm like, hello. They're like, oh dear God, she's speaking to us now. Oh she's no, everyone to, knows that our relationship is not what it seems or, now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and I have, I have tons of people, I have plenty of followers on Instagram, but I have, I think 30% of people watch all my stuff but don't follow me. They can't hey, even push the yeah. follow button because they have that, oh, I'm following relationship coach. Sure, sure, sure. Isn't that desperate? Mate, to, to, if it's on that level, that's, that we're desperate? in a rough spot. Guessing many, many percent spot. of women follow me. Can I guess, uh, can I say 82 96. Oh, Lisa, that's carnage. I do think that 96% of them send my stuff to their part, to their male partners. Yes. But 4% of men, I have 4% of men followers. And I'm not too sure they're all on the legit. Is that a problem for you? I mean, for your Huge. business, for your, I'm talking purely for you. Let's not talk about oh, society. No. Um, like for it, me? Is, is, is it typically the, the women that will hmm? spearhead mm-hmm. the, they'll mm-hmm. activate the service? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. the purchasers? Are mm-hmm. they the. Yeah. The yeah, key yeah. person of decision. Yeah, they yeah. bring their partner. Okay. Well, they that's bring fine. Their partner. Just so fine. You, you just reach more women then, you reach more men. It's just harder to coach somebody when they've been brought. So we'll have a lot of barriers to break down first. Right. Um, it's great if people come together. Or, But I think that the, the Instagram thing does really help and do know a lot of females do send a lot of my stuff to their partners. And then and a lot of women do this, I think super smart. They'll say, there's the information. Can you go ahead and book that? That's super smart. Oh, because then they, they're, the, they're the instigator. They're the leader. That is witchcraft. <laughs> it's just what we call feminine wilds. It's just that what we call feminine wilds. unbelievable. Love that. I'm going to be so tuned to that. A lovely now. little thing that women can also do that I love teaching women is men love to fix, but they hate to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you see when I came in and I said, I'm thirsty, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, yeah I poured your water for you and it made me feel class. <laughs> we were at a spa the other day. Uh, it was our anniversary. It was, and um, we got out of the jacuzzi and we're going over to the sauna and there's hooks. So we'd left the robes over and the thing. And I looked over and my first thing I was going to say was, uh, bring the robes over. And I was like, oh, babe, there's hooks here too. All right, I'll bring the robes. See how different that is? Incredible. That's that's mother-child. Yeah. Bring the robes. Yeah. There's hooks here too. And there's nothing more frustrating than being so talked to like do. a child by your spouse. Yeah. What is... Uh, so just try wee bits. Like, you can just try wee bits like, oh, flip and roasting. Or things like, we have an electric blanket in our bed. Like, oh, oh electric blanket's on. You just try wee things like that. Just start... Me- when you're in a good place, yeah. you want to look after each other and you want to be... You want to be the best version of it yourself for each other, you yeah. Know? So, so it's I, nice. like I, I really like that up to a point, mm-hmm. and then yeah. there's, and then there's a German part of me now that's like, 
you need to just ask what you need. Mm-hmm. You, you know do. what I mean? It's like you, you need to be direct and you just need to ask straight up, just ask for you it. You do. But it is a, and it you is need a to dance. Know your needs. It is a it's dance. The dance. Yeah. The delicate dance. dance. Delicate dance. Okay. Um, and it's not about making fun of our partner or doing anything like that. Like, yeah. you know, your friends going, what do you see when I want it? Not like that. Loving, caring. Yeah, they're not a dog. Loving, yeah. No. yeah loving, this is not loving, Britain's Got Talent. Loving, caring, and kind. Can we all just be a bit more loving, caring, and kind? Mm-hmm. Imagine this island if we could all, from the top down, mm-hmm. be a bit more loving, caring, and kind. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not rocket science. It doesn't cost anything. So good. Even in arguments. Loving, caring, and kind. Mm. Oh, well, let's do a bit about conflict. Can we do a bit? Don't finish before we do a bit about conflict. What type of conflict do you want to All talk about? All conflict. All conflict. When we are in conflict, don't use the word you or any words that end in ED. Mm-hmm. So I was disrespected. Mm-hmm. No. I feel that I, that there was disrespect there. Mm-hmm. I feel hurt. I feel abandoned. I feel lonely. And that's to bring it into the present rather than the past? Let's try. Okay. Uh, Matthew, when, let's pretend you were late this morning, okay? We're just pretending people, Matthew was not late. Uh, When I felt this morning, when that situation happened and I was left here by myself, Matthew, I felt vulnerable. I felt alone. I felt this, I felt a bit, there was a bit of disrespect there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matthew steps into that and goes, I am so sorry, Lisa. I, I so I, I actually just will react to yes. that. So I feel I feel there's a real tenderness there. Mm-hmm. I feel there's a gentleness. I feel like, a, oh, there's a desire to to come close almost, mm-hmm. if that and, makes and sense. And make amends. And make amends, yeah. And just own it. It's like a magnetism yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And it creates space. It's a low stake uh, space for me to take ownership mm-hmm. over that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry about that, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Did never mean that to happen. Thank you so much for waiting. End of, end of. Yeah. yeah. Versus. Versus. You are an absolute nightmare to work with. You mm-hmm. were late. I've been standing here. I'm embarrassed. You disrespected me. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from there? Well, now I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've pushed, we've pushed, we've pushed, we've pushed someone back in the corner and the only place they have to go is push back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we have to wait until the red mist calms down before we can go into our I feel words. So... I'm no longer allowed to stonewall or give the silent treatment. But there is space for saying, I need 10 minutes. Sure. I need to walk the dog. I need to go to the bath. I actually need to sleep on this and mm-hmm. come back to this tomorrow. Is that okay, babe? Mm-hmm. There's space to let the nervous system calm down and let the red mist. And lots of times when you look into it, you're being triggered from something in your Dinner, childhood. <laughs> you create like a drink again. Next <laughs> time you mention childhood trauma, you just take a drink. Shot, shots, shots, shots. Sorry, don't make that the clip. Um, yeah. So whenever I feel, whenever I feel undermined, oh, there's a childhood wound. Mm. Whenever I feel, oh, but there are times when you have justified anger. Oh yeah. I don't need to, exp- and this is what when couples coaching, so I, you're not allowed, I don't allow them to go there. I don't allow them to shout, there's no, there's no you know, it's more talking to me mm-hmm. than I almost interpret back to them. And it's like, it's like they see each other for the first time. They're like, oh, that right. hurt you. you inter- you're the interpreter. Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. So that's just, everybody just do that. Yeah. Powerful. 
Was there another quick fire? Was well, there I'm going to ask you if you have any questions before oh. we wrap up, Daniel. But uh, Sally from Saintfield here, she's just wondering. <laughs> I love that they all have the name. <laughs> <laughs> she just wrote in, and literally just seconds ago, someone even say that the question is still being formed as I'm reading this out. Love it. That they are just about to have their first baby mm-hmm. and they're worried about how it would affect their relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, well, it's going to affect your relationship. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Lisa. Really appreciate it. You can get Lisa on Instagram. She's got an online course. <laughs> it's going to affect your relationship, but it is beautiful and it can be lovely. But lack of sleep is going to be your first go to. Lack of sleep is going to be your first go to. So, how are you going to tag team on that? Mm. You know, when my kids were wee, I was at home more than my husband. So, I did sort of nighttime and then he would do from six o'clock and let me sleep from six to seven thirty. Matthew, it was heaven on a plate that I knew I was getting that mm. hour and a half. My big girl still took about the I think it was on channel five, the girl that used to watch it, you know, that time in the morning it was yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what those programs even were. No idea what those programs even were. Okay. Class. So what are your needs? Are you exhausted? Doing your love language test, free online, do your love language test. We want to make relationships as easy as we can during this time. So knowing how your person receives love, it's not about knowing our own love language. It's about knowing our person's love language. How does our person receive love? That's a game changer. Um, And doing conflict well, taking ownership for maybe when you did snap the head off your partner, did it all, doing those little Thanos tests, all that sort of checking, checking in all the time. And this is another thing that's not very popular. You two are very, very important. And I know that your baby needs are the ultimate at the start, but your relationship is the bit that has to maintain. Sure. They are going to go off and get jobs and run away and uh, get families and love love their lives themselves, okay? They're never going to love you like you love them. Mm-hmm. Your children are never going to love you like you love them. We must maintain that healthy relationship. Sure. Best gift you can give your children is a healthy relationship. Even, even, yeah, in the short term and even a bit more extreme, it's like if you want to do best for your kid, Mm -hmm. have a healthy relationship in the home where you guys aren't going to split and lead to all the things that are going to result in that. Um, And I would also say invest in intimacy and connection. Don't let the sex life die when your children are little. Yeah, well, I think Daniel's got a question on sex life here. Brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> that is something uh, more or less um, someone in their teens uh-huh. they have a relationship uh-huh. how could they go about going into a serious relationship uh-huh. how could they go about going from just something as simple as just a couple of teenagers having a good time mm-hmm. to going into a proper full on serious relationship where they truly want to be with each other for a while and this is from Mike, this, Mikey from is Moira this, this is this Mikey from yeah, Moira yeah. I love it. is this like a, are we going from a friends with benefits situation here to an actual relationship is there sex happening before or what's the situation need more details I think, I think it's more or less however you could take it whether it be like a sex beforehand or even like a friendship beforehand something uh-huh. that, something as that like typical yep. relationship but you want to go about it and want it to be more serious so we're in a situationship and we uh-huh. want it to be a relationship oh, yes. look at that I had to google that one day somebody said it to me one day and I was like okay don't pretend you don't know Lisa just go home and google it it's fine or ask a teenager it'll be fine so we're in a situationship so um, vulnerability obviously vulnerability so it's going to be very very vulnerable so because there's a chance is you might get Turned down, your only chance is. Sure. So, you know, it's saying things like, um, 
when do you think that this would be good to take it to boyfriend and girlfriend status? Um, what is your understand? I think personally now, I think the boyfriend and girlfriend status has almost got to like we're flipping engaged. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Am I wrong? It's like uh, to be go Facebook official. It's like it's, 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 you may as well have three kids <laughs> together. <laughs> I agree on that. I'm just like, what is going on? I heard someone say, when you asked me to be your girlfriend, I wanted to happen somewhere special. Oh like, my word. That's so funny. What? Are we just used to kiss and yeah, then we were yeah, boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend? <laughs> that was the end of it. So maybe de de-escalate that a wee bit. You know, boyfriend and girlfriend is that we're exclusive, that we um want this to go somewhere, that we are working on this together, that we see a future in this. But that that's where we're at. It's just boyfriend and girlfriend. We're mm-hmm. not, you know, you know, let's de-escalate that slightly maybe. Um, because there's a, I think now what, what was boyfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend in my day is now just being exclusive. I think that's sort of where we are. So maybe de-escalate, learn your own love language, ask your future person to learn their love language. Attachment styles are huge. Again, it's another free test online. Tons of research about this, about from when your childhood, what's your childhood? Uh, finding out what your attachment styles is, working towards personally getting yourself to a secure attachment style, but recognizing when you get into conflict with your person, you will default to either anxious or avoidant. I promise, promise, promise. So recognizing that um, in conflict. So good. One final quick fire question. And is this it is, from? It's is Kevin is it from Kilkenny. Kevin from Kilkenny. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was Derek from Dublin. Mm-hmm. Derek from Dublin's good, you know. Or we'll do Derek from Derry. We want to represent okay. the Northwest. Exactly. You know, this is best of Belfast. Oh, true. We, we have to go out of our way true. to include the whole, the whole, <coughs> the whole country. Sorry. Uh, what does Kevin from Kilkenny want to say? Or no, what was it? Derek from Derry. I'm lost. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. Uh, when we start off in our relationship, our sex life was going great. Mm-hmm. And now we are X number of years in. Mm-hmm. We're finding it really, really hard. We're not sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. When we do, it's not like it used to be. Mm-hmm. Please help, Lisa. What can we do? So do you know the difference between spontaneous desire and responsive desire? No. Well, there's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that one was for free. <laughs> Sorry. Someone told me once, if this doesn't work out, stand-up comedian is the way to go. I was like, I'm going to take that as a compliment, but I'm not really too sure. The um, two could be one. Yeah. You could yeah. weave the relationship oh, stuff into true. it. It could be great lead be gen next, for you. It could be the next Your huge line. marketing campaign, you know. So uh, spontaneous desire starts at the, as happens at the beginning of a relationship mm-hmm. and it's your hormones. It's the lust chemicals. It's that they can do no wrong and it's how right. mother nature. We're in the eros phase here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how yeah, mother yeah. nature intended it, okay? Some mother nature intended it. And then that will die off as soon as four months, but it can last up to 18 months, okay? Mm-hmm. So we have to actually realize, okay, we're going to just responsive desire now. And there's two layers of responsive desire. So we're First layer is we see our person um, doing something kind or we see our person doing a hobby that they love to do or someone told me during COVID that they saw their person out cutting logs and they'd never been so attracted to them in all their life because they hadn't been outside the house for like, you know, six weeks. You know? <laughs> um, someone else told me in COVID that their sex life was disappeared and I, but it was good before and I was like, I said, what did you like before? And she said, I loved the white shirt under his jacket mm-hmm. and I was like what one more time she goes when he, <laughs> when he would put on that white shirt and I would see she fell in love oh. with the businessman 
and like now she was that. with someone who was in, in his sweat bottoms all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so th- there's all that sort of stuff. So responsive desire. The second thing about res- responsive desire is that maybe we might necessarily feel particularly aroused or horny or thinking about sex even. Um, but when we start kissing, hugging, touching, oh, this is not your worst idea in the world. This could actually go somewhere, you know. <laughs> I need to make let's that that takes space and that mm-hmm. takes investing in kissing, hugging, holding hands. If you're in a relationship that you've both decided that you're not going to have sex, it's going to be a sexless relationship. The data tells us that we still need to be kissing and touching and holding hands mm. because ki- touch is a human need. So even if we decided that that's off the table for us, which is only 2% of the population or something, um, maybe 5 or something, percent of the population, so it's very, very, very small percent of the population. If you've decided that's off the table, you still need to touch and kiss and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you just educate me for a second? Why yes. would why would someone take sex off the table other than some sort of deep trauma-related issue? Uh-huh. Um, some people maybe been together a long, long time and it's just mm-hmm. not a thing for them anymore. ED, erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. you know, all those sorts of things. Um, sometimes women will go through menopause. They're just not absolutely you're right that you need to maybe think, is this really? Or what? what is this? What What is going on here behind the scenes? Or maybe it is just as simple as, no, it's not for them anymore. Sure. The grant. Every you know? relationship they're entitled Every to relationship. the way they want to do it. And to also say, talk to your partner about what's normal for us. Is once a month normal for us? Is once a week normal for us? Is once a day normal for us? Is once every six months normal for us? What's our normal? Mm-hmm. What's our normal? Because your person might say, actually, once a month's grand for me. And you might say, it's actually grand for me too. So why are we both beating ourselves up here to have <laughs> no, sex once a week? No, but I saw a thing on Instagram. It needs yes. to be every third day. And if it's exactly. not every third day, you're going to break up within 66 months. And <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Or a person might say, look, you know, I would just like to have sex you know, maybe once or twice at the weekend, that's grand for me, but I would like us to connect on a Thursday night by going to the movies or I'd like us to, you know, make sure we hold hands this many times. Lots of times for couples who've been together a long time, kissing, intimacy and connection, die. And then it's like, oh, we're having sex on Friday night. It's like, okay, seriously, come on. We can do better than that. Yeah. Very, very insightful. There was a question there. No, it's good. And it was was really, really well answered. Lots of great stuff in there. I do think people talk about Spontaneous desire, is that what you called it? Yes. I think people talk about spontaneous desire enough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and there is, you. well, now I will agree with you where I will blame songs and movies uh-huh. and, and things like this, mm-hmm. where it's just like you just think you can live in the Eros stage for yeah. 40 years. Yeah. And I, 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 there are a lot of relationship people out there who would kind of promote that idea. Mm-hmm. I do think for some people, whatever way they're mm-hmm. wired, mm-hmm. that works for them. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think for the rest of us mere mortals, we move into the responsive stage yeah. and, and you learn you learn to find love yeah. in a new way in there. Yeah. And that's why you see these couples who are very much in love, but you know, they're older, they're mm-hmm. but they see still see each other as very attractive and they're sure. very attracted to each other. Cause it's just not all about what we look like. It's the person it's Absolutely. we're actually responding to what's going on yeah. inside. You yeah. Know? Let me ask you one yes. more one more just off the top of my head and then I will close promise. Um why do you think we as a culture are not very touchy feely? Again, mm-hmm. so you know, I have a mate who's marrying a, a Spanish woman in a couple of mm-hmm. months, weeks. And, you know, that mixed with Germany, mixed with other cultures I've been a part of, you just realize like, man, like even like parents, but their kids mm-hmm. are sometimes really not mm-hmm. intimate physically. And also, but but also I think there's another wee layer on there as well, <clears> where <throat> there was a give me a, you know, there's that, there's that sort of parent yes. child, like, give me a kiss, give me a hug. Yeah. You know, there's that sort of layer on that yeah. as well, isn't there? 
Um, Versus, I know, would you like to give family yeah. member Y a hug? Yeah, uh-huh, darling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it be natural. We, um, yeah, clearly it's not a thing in our house. Like, our, we've just got a new couch in the living room, and I sent our big girl a picture of it. She's like, that's perfect, and tons of room in the middle for me. Uh, I was like, okay, she's 22. <laughs> um, you know, Class. so, and it is, it's, but then one of our other children isn't really that, that touchy feel, you know, it's, it's about finding what's right. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, uh, you know, we haven't come very, when they, we've lots of work still to do. We haven't come very far from, you know, when I think, Matthew too, maybe there's a wee bit we have to give ourselves a break. Like, my daddy grew up in the Second World War. 100%. You know, yeah. you know, we've, we have, we're doing well. Yeah. Lots more to do. We're doing well. We're lots more. To do. My background, my heritage is Italian, so I we're, 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 we're probably quite touchy feely, you know, from that from that point of view, you know. But uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky That's one. great. Well, look, I, I will have uh, absolutely no problem doing a big plug here at the end for anyone listening, anyone watching who uh, have really resonated with what Lisa shared today. Highly recommend checking out her online course if you're a creeper and you're not ready to take the step yet. <laughs> There's some really great content on there, and that can be something you guys watch together. You know, skip Netflix for a couple of nights and go through that together and see what comes up. And when you are ready, uh, would highly recommend just reaching out. Yeah. You know, like Lisa's got some great packages, great services. And like we said at the top of the show, we do this in every other area of our lives. Think of me as the PT for your relationship. Look at that. You know, and it's what a great gift, actually, if someone's mm-hmm. getting married. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's yeah. What about a great engagement gift? And I have tons of free stuff on the website, tons of free stuff on the website on Christmas Eve. 200 people downloaded my reconnect letter. Love it. On Christmas Eve. Well, you see, I thought that was a bit sad. I broke my heart. But you're doing God's work. It's <laughs> just heartbreaking. Half, half two in the morning, people were downloading the Reconnect letter for Christmas Yeah, at least Day. they were downloading it. Okay, Matthew, we'll go with you. Come on. We'll go with you. Half we'll full. Go with you. Yeah, half gap, full. Ga- gain right. versus the gap. You're right. Did you're you have right. something, Daniel? Sorry, the wee no. light. Oh, oh. <laughs> Look at that. The systems are bulletproof here. Saying that, I have sold the, the most courses in January of all souls. So, but, so the courses... The couple sessions are my, <clears throat> I just love them. Sure. I just love them. They're my absolute favourite. But start with the course and tons of people come to me after they do the course. And that's great too because you've got sort of the basics and yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, great. There's there's one or two sessions done. We can jump right in here. Yeah, super. Lisa, really, really enjoyed it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Really insightful. And like I, I, I kind of joked earlier, but you are doing God's work. It's very important. And uh and there's Wish me you all min- the best. And there's me a minister's daughter. Look at that. Full <laughs> circle. It all comes around. Also explains a lot about you. <laughs> it does indeed. It does indeed. <laughs>